Welcome to Two Sides in a Biscuit, a Limp Biscuit tribute podcast where we talk about life, Limp Biscuit, and then Rick gives you a recipe at the end. I'm your first side, Paul Schroyer. I'm side two, Rick Wimmer. That is totally how it goes. I messed it up. <laughs> it's only our second episode. I'm side one. He's side two, also known as the B-side. Well, yeah, I mean, we're... It's like I said last time, though, like, two sides in a biscuit. Like, who's not... Who doesn't want two sides in a biscuit? So, Rick, I went to a concert recently... Oh, hold on. We got to do... This is becoming a tradition on a, on each week. Let's get that nice, crisp can opening sound. All right. It's so satisfying. Anyways, I went to a concert recently. Um, the band... One of the bands was kind of around during the Limp Bizkit time frame. I think they came out in like 03, was maybe. Could be wrong, but... That is a good question. Like I, I, I don't know when they did come out either. But but, but I'm talking who, about Breaking Benjamin. Right. Course. I was just gonna say, who was it that you actually went to go see? We actually spoke a little bit about it earlier. Yeah. But uh, catch everybody in here. Okay. So I went to the Breaking Benjamin. I guess it was actually the Five Finger Death Punch uh, tour that Breaking Benjamin was on. But I uh, we went to that show. And pretty much, I, I mean, I don't want to, like, talk bad about people who like Five Finger Death Punch, but they're kind of like the Nickelback of now, <laughs> of, of rock, of, of heavier rock than Nickelback was. Right, like the, the um, 2000, what, 10, I guess. It was a little bit later than that when they came out. But Nickelback? No, no, no. no, Five Finger Death Punch. Yeah, yeah, I think it was like 12, maybe. Right. No, I think you're right. I think it was like around 2010 or... Right, for this decade then, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. so, so, I mean, my review of the concert, Breaking Benjamin did an awesome job. Uh, good show. Put on a hell of a show. Uh, I could have done without the 15-minute cover song, cover band music interlude. Like They would have just kind of did a couple of them. It would have been cool, but they literally did like 10, 15 minutes of just like teen spirit and like just songs you hear a cover band play at a bar. But that's exactly what they want you to do. They were like, okay, look, we're going to put this cover in here. And then that way all of our people can just go... And get their drinks, refill, and then come back. I mean, you guys just made, like, uh, beer's probably, what, like, really 50 cents, like, cost? Oh, cost You know what I mean? Right. And they're charging seven bucks. Oh, yeah, no, we'll, no, no. we'll get you that money. Talk about ten bucks a beer. Oh, really? Really? Yeah. It's gone up? Okay. Yeah. Even better. So, <sighs> I don't know. Breaking Benjamin, Awesome. So we went, we were waiting for Five Finger Death Punch to come on. We went and got some pizza, which was expensive too, but whatever. We were hungry. Uh, we were vaping a little bit at the show, and we were, you know, hungry. So Five Finger Death Punch comes on, and th- I'm sorry. They were gimmicky and terrible. Like, the drummer had a skeleton costume on, and... 
I really think they made Breaking Benjamin play cover songs because most of Five Finger Death Punch's newer shit are all cover songs. Right. What is up with that? Like, so many bands, so many bands but, are doing covers. I don't. I I don't like it. You can't. It, you can't hate too much. No, Lim- I I know there are some good ones. Limp Bizkit got their uh, big break because of a cover song. Right. That that is an amazing cover, and that's what I'm saying. You know, there are some covers where it's like, you know what? That that is freaking awesome. But you don't need to cover everything. Like, please show me that you have some talent and come up with your own stuff. And I, I mean, agree. I, I can't be like too much of a dick about it, but like it, yeah. The too many covers is just bad. You, you a whole show of covers, uh, not fun. Right. So I don't know. We we stayed probably maybe like four or five songs, and then we decided to leave because like after for like the first three songs, after every song, he would stop, and they would just shut the lights off and you wouldn't know what was going on and then they'd come back on do a song stop and then finally like after the third time of this happening the lead singer of Five Finger Death Punch is like he had these like brass knuckles electric tape to his microphone and I guess they kept falling off so they kept switching microphones and he yeah so like he's like I'm sorry I've had to do this three times you didn't have to Take the fucking gimmicky fucking bullshit brass knuckles off the microphone because the microphone's going to work the same anyways. Right. There's no... Those brass knuckles aren't going to do anything to make you sound any better and that's all people care about. They want to see your skill. Like, he he did costume changes within the first five songs that we stayed for. He did three costume changes. Oh. All three of them were... Uh, sleeveless shirts. <laughs> so I don't understand what the point was. They were just different colored sleeveless shirts. And I'm pretty sure they were all Five Finger Death Punch mer- merchandise shirts. Yeah, I, I'm which sure they were. Is they... even more pathetic. Because, like, you don't rock your own band's shit. I understand if you're, like, an indie band and you're just trying to, like, get somebody to look at it, then okay, I get it. But. Really, the the whole thing is is you don't rock your own band shirt. You rock an inspiration, which Fred Durst has done before. Right? I I don't know exactly. What, what, what do you mean by which Fred um, Durst has well, done Well, I mean, before. like, limp, I should right. say Limp Bizkit, not Fred Durst. Members of the band of Limp Bizkit, they would put, wear, like, Nirvana shirts and, like, you know, some of the older, like, punk grunge bands and stuff like that right right. because like other bands that inspire them influences yes that's what i'm trying to say you don't rock your own shit the bass player had like a five finger death bunch hockey jersey on oh that's i mean it's cool to be like excited about your own stuff because you have to be as an artist you have to make sure that you are putting something out that you are inspired with, that you want I'm to just, be projected and put out there, but you don't want to be the one that's like, you know, my mine is the only thing that's good. I can't do anything except wear my own merchandise. Right. It just is kind of like, it's like us being a sellout. Yeah, right. Which... yeah. 
Limp Biscuit, you know, we we're gonna say the good with the bad. Limp Biscuit got called out, and kind of why they're not really as big as they were, you know, after the first three or four CDs, is kind of because they kind of Fred Durst kind of sold out. Uh, we talked a little bit about his beef with Eminem. Like, a lot of people didn't like Fred Durst in the music community because he was kind of fake. Which brings us to this week's song, which is funny because it was written by Fred Durst. It's one of the 19 that he wrote himself. And it is called Counterfeit. Yeah. So counter. now, are are you gonna read the lyrics, or do you want me to read the lyrics on you, this one? You get, like, look, what, how you, do we want to do this? I mean, I figured you get to like give people a recipe. Like, I should get poetry okay. time. Yeah, um, I, I, you know? I totally, I understand. I, I'll I'll keep with the snaps. Yes, right. 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 So we're uh, we're talking about counterfeit this week. Uh, you know. The gimmicks, the fake bullshit that Five Finger Death Punch was pulling. Right. Fits in. Segways right into this song. So, uh, like, I guess this is going to be our thing. We're going to go through, because for legal reasons, uh, we don't want to get sued and we're not sure yet if we can play clips of the song. We're just instead going to read lyrics from the song and interpret them. It did get totally deeper, like when we actually like sat here and read. Yeah, and, like if you haven't listened to the it. first epi- episode, Nookie, believe it or not, is a really deep like song. Like it makes you think. Like you can really relate to that song. Right? Yeah. Yeah. It definitely had. I mean, just. He did it for the Nookie, but like you just <laughs> he, he you gotta give him a break. Like he. He legitimately like, explains it out. He tells you, like, yeah, but listen to that episode. We talked. That's yeah, that. right, right, yeah. right. Sorry, sorry. We're sorry. here for counterfeit. So let's get started. The lyrics start out, and if I remember this song correctly, he's like kind of whispering it into the microphone, and he's freaking me out. You wear a mask called counterfeit. You're freaking me out. You wear a mask. And this gets repeated five times. So it's kind of like you're freaking me out. You're you're wearing a mask. I don't know who you are. I don't know you, Rick. Right. I don't know you anymore. Right. And he, the the counterfeit. I mean, it's just that mask. That, oh, we like, should have said. Knows, like uh, before we get into the song, we do. We're slacking. This is off of the three dollar bill. Uh, three dollar bill, y'all. That was which was released in nineteen ninety seven. Right, Which, and it was it was honestly one of my favorites. Like, um, yeah, the, this was my favorite album out of all of them. Right, definitely. It, it has some good ones, and it it has the most recognized, in my opinion, faith on it. Um, you know, it's right. not written by Limp Bizkit, but you know, it is one of their most they, recognized. They they did what. Pretty much like they were one of, you know, they took a song and they made it their own, which a lot, you know, bands nowadays do that all the time. 
But well, except for Weezer in that Toto song, have you heard that Africa? Well, no, but that, that sounds dead on like the original. Right, it does, but like it really. My understanding. I didn't even is, know it was Weezer until the radio told me that it was Weezer. Right, I thought it was the right, original Toto. Right. But anyways, we're I, not we're not a no, Weezer. No, 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 but okay, my understanding. My understanding is that it actually spawned from social media. Like legitimately, there well, yeah. was. Everybody's obsessed. Something like Everybody that. on social media has been obsessed with the rain down in Africa, the Toto right. Africa yes, song. Yes, yeah, forever. And you know, so like, Weezer was like, "We need to monopolize on this." No, 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 no. Actually, it was a just some guy, and he like his actual Twitter account name was like like Weezer Toto. Remix or something like that, and he just posted constantly. And Weezer finally was like, Okay, whatever, let's just do it. Like, let's just do it and have it out there, and that guy will just leave so us that, alone. Okay, so that's why everybody is so obsessed with Toto's Africa now. Right, but apparently, yeah. it's Weezer doing Toto. Right. Doing George Michael, Faith, Limp Biscuit, bringing it all right back around. All right. So, yeah, uh, this is off the 1997, which their second album didn't come out for two years after this. So, you know, they really, when this album came out, you know, they, this was like an indie album when it first came out that got picked up by a record label, and they when that's when they added Faith and some of the other songs on there. But it started out, this was the one that they were like, go play at house parties and play out of their fucking garage and shit. Because if you look at some of the music, early music videos of these, it's literally they were just like in a garage or something like shooting it. Right, yeah. It's definitely, they, that, that's why I would say we both agree that this is by far the best Limp Biscuit CD because... The best CD is always the one that comes out like right when they get signed because that's their original music. That's their baby. Right, They've exactly. They've been working on it for years. Right. And yeah. then you get a record label and you got to push out a new CD every year to a year and a half. Where they probably worked on this CD since maybe high school. Like they, I don't know their whole backstories. We should probably know that because <laughs> right. we're a Limp Bizkit right. podcast. We will know that. We will all learn this as a family by the end of this podcast. So, but yeah, what? No, but that's definitely like you figure that all out, and you know we got to. I don't know. Let's let's go. Let's back get into. You want to get into? Count- okay, so freaking me out. You wear a mask called counterfeit. You freaking me out. You wear a mask. Repeat five times. So then it goes into freaking me out. You wear a mask called counterfeit. You're freaking me out. You wear a fake. So he's like, all right, I'm going to cut out the mask. You're fake. Hey, man, wake up and smell the concrete. Strange to see you've changed like the LB. So What is the LB? Limp Biscuit. Oh, there you go. Yeah. All right. So he's saying, wake up and smell the concrete. So wake up. I'm going to knock you out, I guess. Uh, wake up and smell the concrete. Or hit, hit, hit the, hit the hit roads. Hit the bricks, maybe, like, yeah. Hit, you yeah. know, get the walking. 
And then, like, you run into each other, and it's like, oh, hey, you know, Limp Biscuit was kind of starting to get famous at the, at this time. Right. So he's like, oh, man, it's it's weird that you've changed, too. Like, uh, like we've changed, but you've changed because you're wearing a mask. You're fake. You didn't right. used to be like that. We used to be bros. But then I find out my girlfriend gets her, you know, my money and goes, fucks you. Right, I mean... But that's a different song for a different podcast. Episode could, one. <laughs> could be Identity Crisis, but I can't buy this. Reality bites, but hey, that's what life is. Pitiful you, your hideous behavior, hate what God gave you, faking all the flavor. Now, we can clearly see that Fred Durst's lyrics were way more intricate at this stage in his musical career than it was later, uh, as in the last episode, Nookie. Already in this first few lines, he said more words than he did in the two verses that <laughs> were in that song. Right, that is, that is very true. So, um, let's break this down. Could be an identity crisis, but he doesn't buy it. Like, he's saying, like, maybe, like, Maybe you're going through like pure, you know, like like a teenage thing. Like you, you maybe you're just trying to figure out who you you are. Like, but you, but I don't buy it because, and you know, reality bites again. This is '90s. That means like sucks, stinks. It's terrible. So he's saying like reality sucks. Life is hard. Life's hard. You gotta deal with it and keep. But that's that's what it is. You know. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. He's like pitiful. You like you want me to pity you? Like, huh? That's hideous behavior. Like how you? What are you doing? Look what God gave you. No, he hates what God gave you because the dude's like self defeating. You know what I'm saying? He's being pitiful, and he's, like, playing the whole pity card, like, woe is me. Right. He's playing, that's pretty much it. But he's faking all the flavor. So he's acting like, so does that kind of makes me think, like, this dude's trying to act like everything is cool, but, like, Limp Biscuit knows, like, really, you hate life, and you hate yourself. And you're not as fresh to death as you think you are. I think that's what he's trying to say there. Right. Is like is that what he's... <sighs> is this Fred Durst's first diss I, I to think so. Linkin Park? Oh, like, no. I, I, I doubt that. What? I don't think Fred Durst ever dissed Linkin Park, did he? No, but I'm saying, like, listen and look through the lyrics. Well, first off, I, I hear you. Linkin it's, Park was not even thought of at this point right, in time. Right, right. Uh, Second, uh, I don't understand how that relates to Linkin Park at all. No, I totally... Hold on. Identity crisis, but I can't buy this. Are you saying that those... The identity crisis, the switch? Are you thinking... Maybe? No. No. I I just... I I read way too far into everything. Like, it's... Yeah, it's not. Definitely not because they weren't even thought of at this time. Limpus, you're trying to start, you're trying to start beef on shit. Right, R.I.P. Chester. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Yeah, I hear you. Yeah. So, you know, there was no beef between Limp Biscuit and Lincoln Park. 
There might. I mean, if there was, email us at two sides and a biscuit at gmail.com. And don't forget the Z insides, the two, the number two, Z insides, and the ampersand. <laughs> but, anyways, Rick's trying to start shit. Don't listen I'm to him. I'm not trying to start, start anything. Try, trying to start know, shit. You're trying to start shit. There's a counterfeit. There's a counterfeit somewhere. Like, hey. We, well, we'll find out. But it's definitely not Lincoln Park. Stop trying to start shit. I, I'm done. I'm done. I, I, I'm done. I, I, nothing started, nothing gained. Uh, I'm done. You're, you're acting, what? you're acting real counterfeit right now, Rick. <sighs> Artificial minds seeking out the new trends. Get in where you fit in. Quit thinking like a has been. Digging in my culture. So he's, he's kind of saying like, you know, you're, you're always trying to find the new thing. You know, you're trying to be cool. Anything that's cool, you got to go do it. It's kind of like the whole Tide Pod thing. Like, oh, your friends are eating Tide Pods and dying, so you should eat Tide Pods. I don't think it was really ever that bad. It just, But anyway, that's kind of like what he's saying. You're always trying to find the new trends. You have to get in wherever you can fit in. So whoever will take you, you'll hop in there. Yeah. Let me show... Okay, so he goes on. Let me let your punks know I'm an old school soldier with the funk flow. A damn shame you want to change yourself. Why do they want to change themselves? Well, he says. So, before we get into that, <laughs> he's just talking himself up at this point. Pretty much, I guess he's saying he's not fake. You know, he's an old school soldier. He's been the same this whole time. Right, because he's whoever this is. They're freaking him out. They they're freaking him out wearing a mask called yeah. counterfeit. Freaking him out. They wear a mask. You know, like it's just like whoever it is. Like yeah, he's been here doing the same thing, and like they just can't keep it real. Like who wants to hang out with somebody that can't keep it real? You got to. Be 100% all the time. Just say what you mean. Mean what you say. Because you're sick of yourself. Well, I'm sick of you too. Fake. You're a counterfeit. Fake. We know we figured you out. Well, I'm sick of you too. Fake. You're a counterfeit. Fake. So, you know, he's kind of like, you're always changing yourself. Well, I'm sick of it. Because you're sick of it. You don't know who you are. I don't know who you are. You're fake. Right? I think that's pretty straightforward. Right. I mean, yeah. So then he goes in. I wonder. I wonder. I wonder what it's like to be a clone. Doing nothing. Nothing on my own. Alone in your misery. You're biting on my new style. Filed as a counterfeit going down in history. As nothing but a copycat. So if you're faking that you're fat. This is 90s, so that's P-H-A-T. If you're not 30-something years old, it means like cool. Faking that you're fat, you need a ball bat. Right where your head is at, all your desperation causes separation. 
So he's like pretty much like, man, you're a clone. You're a sheep. You're sheep. Just walking like everybody else out there. Following the new trends. Trying to fit in with wherever you can fit in. But you have no substance. There's no substance to you. And you're just faking. Like you're fat. You're going to get ball back. <laughs> that is terrible. Uh, that's total 90s right there. And then, like, he's saying, like, your desperation causes separation. It's like nobody wants to be around you because you're so desperate and pitiful, I guess. You know? Fake. You're fake. Right. He's just kind of like, if that's how you're going to be, then, like, just, I do have a bat right here. We can... You, I find out, like, he... Uh, Uses baseball bat a lot in his rhymes. Bat is an easy word to rhyme to, though, too. Like bat, fat, prat, stat, cat, mat. You want me flat, to give you a beat? <laughs> sat. Well, we're going to take a quick break. Uh, if we ever get ads, we're going to insert them here. And then. We'll be right back to finish out Counterfeit and listen to Rick's Recipe. Two sides and a biscuit. All right, and we're back with Two Sides and a Biscuit. All right, so we left off where he's talking about how desperate the dude is and you know it causes him to not want to be around him. So he says... Now I grab the mic to intimidate. Your weakness screams from your limb on your siren. Phonies get the hint quick, smacked with funk flick. Pain for the fakers, fame can't maintain. So I'm not too sure what the hell he's trying to say there. I think he's just saying a bunch of words that sound good together. He might have had a stroke in the middle of writing this. Right, like really, that is... so. Okay, so okay. all your desperation Boy. causes separation. Now I grab the mic to intimidate. So he's saying like, so all you fake people made him like get up on the microphone and, and stuff so he can like, he has something over you now? Your weakness screams, you know what I'm saying? Like, all your separation causes desperation, so you get separated and... Your weakness screams from the limb of your siren. What is he trying to say there? Uh, let's let's break this. A siren. So you got like a police siren. You got like the animal that the the mystical creature that like calls the men and lures them in. You've got like uh, you know that's all I can really think of for siren. The limb of your siren. What? Hold on. What is the limb of the siren your doing? Your weakness screams from the limb of your siren. Then he goes into phonies get the hint quick, smacked with funk flick. So he's saying like the fake people they catch on pretty fast once he hears how funky Limp Biscuit is. You catch on real quick. Pain for the fakers, fame can't maintain. Okay, that makes sense. So he's saying like. 
fame will never stick around for fake people. Right. I mean, yeah. of course not. People are going to find out. From your sirens, they're going to hear how... I don't know. I'm really stretching. Right, right. Like, but I mean, I, I, I guess, yeah, kind of... I. The sirens are going to scream. Like, that's what they're going to do. And, you know, phonies catch on real fast. Like, you're not going to maintain your fame. So then he goes into the chorus. You know, you're sick of yourself. Well, I'm sick of you too. Fake, fake, counterfeit, fake. Then after that, he goes into all these phonies. You disregard your life. Disregarded your life. You disrespected your friends. You disrespected your friends. You've even stolen your appearance from hanging out with my family. So these, like, all you fake motherfuckers, like, you don't care about yourself. You don't care about your friends. All you care about is stealing Limp Biscuit style, which a lot of people did in the late 90s. Right, give me a minute. I gotta turn my hat backwards and my fitted cap and put my sunglasses on. Good. But I should have never dropped my guard so you could stab me in the back. But you were faking me out, just faking me out. You wore a mask. So he's like, I let you in. I let you in, Rick. I let you in. And as soon as I let you in, what did you do to me? Well, I listened to the CD. I don't know. No, you stabbed me in the back. You were faking me out. Faking me out, you wore a mask. So then he repeats, freaking me out, you wore a mask, called counterfeit again, about six times. Then he goes into... He really does go on with that for a really long but it's time. Like, like, yeah, it's, back in their original ones, they had a lot more like bridges and breakdowns and like... Wes Borland really like showcased like his skills. Yeah, yeah, that... Really, that's the only name that you have to kind of, like, yeah, West Borland made. Right. Them what they were. He was really good at what he did. I mean, the drummer was awesome. I like the drummer. He was fucking awesome. I saw him live. A dude can still fucking pound. Like, bass player, fucking, I mean, he's nothing incredible, but he held it down. He was fucking good. Really, I mean, musically... When we'll get into this in some of the later Limp Biscuit songs we talk about, because I really feel like musically Limp Biscuit fucking just kills it. It's just some of these lyrics could have been better if Fred Durst would maybe took his time and really wrote these out like he did in the first CD on the later ones. But I get the time restraints. I get it. He's pressured. He's got to push it out. I get it. Well, now he goes, now you're steadily starting to change. You want to rearrange your lifestyles with live like the wild. Oh, sorry, excuse me. You want to rearrange your lifestyle with live like the wild child. With the vibe alive, you could lie to try and be so fly. A lie, but you deny you're a fake. He was definitely working with the wordplay on that, for sure. Like... It's just, you lie, deny, you fly. It was like you earlier with the baseball bat thing. That's what he did right there. He was like, all right, 
Well, the vibe is alive, and you lie when you fly, and you deny you're a fake. That's pretty. That's exactly what it is. Well, I mean, yeah. I mean, you. Every counterfeit denies that they are mm-hmm. a fake. Like, it's... right. And then he just goes on to say, "You know, we figured you're a phony. We, we figured you out. We figured you out. You're a fake." And then he says, "You're freaking. You're probably freaking me out like a shit ton of times to the end of the song." So that's counterfeit. I mean, honestly, honest. If I can be a hundred percent honest, we've only done two episodes, so we've only got two songs right now. And after really looking at the lyrics for both songs, Nookie is way deeper, way more philosophical than counterfeit is. Right, but counterfeit is still, like, it's all about people lying to you. Like, people saying one thing and then they're just, no, like, I'm not really going to do that. I just fucking told you that because I thought that was going to benefit me. Like, you can go and do your own stuff and I'm going to do what's best for me. Like, See, I just more interpreted, like... He, he was just it was just him saying like everybody's jocking the limp biscuit style everybody's dressing like him trying to act like him and they, we know that you're not like us uh, right if you want to take that standpoint on it but like being a fan from when this came out and like I I don't know what half of that stuff is that he was actually saying when I first heard it. Right. But like, just, you're a fake. You're a counterfeit. Like, no, go screw yourself. That's the beauty. You're a fake. Right. That's the beauty of music is just, it, it reaches each person differently. You can interpret it however you want. Right. Right. Yeah. Like, it is. Well, it is something, you know, that you have to think about, though, when you you think about these recipes. Like, because... It, <laughs> it is that time. Right. Like, it, it's pretty much recipe time. It's time. And so, like... For Rick's Recipe of the Week. Okay, so this one, totally counterfeit. It's supposed to be... A keto-friendly, like, um, well, why, why can't I even think of it? Um, well, while you're thinking of this, keto is a special diet that Rick's wife is on. And so we talked about it a little bit in the first episode. And so he's got another re- res- keto recipe for us. Now, Rick, before you get into this, I'm probably going to lose your train of thought and you're going to forget whatever the fuck you were thinking about a few seconds ago. But are all our recipes going to be keto recipes? That was not my plan. <laughs> like, it's just, that's what I've been cooking recently, so that's what I found. I, I think next week you owe the listeners something greasy, something with bacon. Something delicious. Not to say that these aren't delicious, because I'm sure they are, because everything you've ever made has always been delicious. I'm just saying, next week, 
I'm a, I get to pick the song. You picked the song this week, Counterfeit. I picked the song last week. I'm going to pick the song next week. And I'm going to pick a good one that really, like, that you just want to sit down and eat something greasy, something bacony, while you're listening to these songs. No, I can definitely do that. I, You have no idea, <laughs> like, how, how greasy and... But I think it's good that we have some keto recipes because uh, not a lot of people know what keto is. So why don't you explain it real fast for the people who didn't listen to last week. What is keto? So basically the keto diet is um, extremely low carb diet. Um, your max carbs for the day is like 5 grams of carbs and you have to... Uh, get all of your sustenance from the fats that are in your body. Like, you go through what's called keto flu and all kinds of crazy stuff, but it does work and it is safe for the most part. Like, they do... I don't know, it's safe. Okay. Yeah, that's good. I think that's good. Right, right, right. I. So, you've yeah. got a counterfeit recipe... So, okay, did you ever figure out the words you were looking for? The Frosties. like Frosties? I, yes, like there's a um, oh, like fast like food Wendy's. chain that like, <laughs> you, say their you name. know, like. Free advertising. You owe us money. Right. They're like Wendy's Frosties, which is like a soft serve shake, kind of. It's a mixture right. between a shake and a soft serve ice cream. Yeah, for the most part, yeah. But okay. that 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 is what we're trying to make a counterfeit of. Okay, like, okay. It's basically you take um, heavy cream, cocoa powder, vanilla extract, salt, and then a sweetener of some kind. If you're doing keto, you would want to use uh, what they call erythritol, which is like stevia or Splenda or something like that. Uh, you know, if you're not worrying about the keto, you can go ahead and just use regular sugar. Um, but, two cups of heavy cream, um, then the cocoa powder, then the vanilla extract, and then you the erythritol or the sweetener. And you mix it all together, beat it all together, because you're whipping up that heavy cream. And then you add a little bit of salt. And you beat it together any more, basically a pinch of salt, and then you just put it in the freezer for 25 minutes. Um, then however you want to serve it is kind of up to you. Um, what I've seen is people kind of, it looks like they almost put it in an icing bag kind of thing, or you could use a Ziploc plastic bag, cut the corner out, and kind of portion it out like Soft frozen serve. yogurt. Yeah. Right, yeah, Soft exactly. Hell yeah, that sounds actually pretty amazing. Right, and it, it's supposed to be one of those, like, it tastes like this. Uh, what I've kind of noticed is, like, the flavor is good, uh, the texture is a little bit different, but it's still good. So, yeah, if you guys uh, make this, send your pictures to facebook.com slash... Magic Squirrel Network, or you can email us at two sides and a biscuit. The number two, the Z at the end of sides, and the ampersand. Don't forget them. (laughs) 
I feel like I, I'm not going to keep saying that every episode. That's going to probably stop. If you don't know how to spell it, then you're probably not listening to us anyways. I don't know. We might come up with something a little easier. We still haven't decided. So, your counterfeit, Frosty. Sounds pretty amazing. Anything else you got to say to the people before we get out of here? It's getting kind of late. Dude, nothing that I really got to say. I'm just getting tired, too. Let's let's call this a night and um, continue on for next week. All right, we'll see you guys next week. Uh, as always, make sure you like, share, rate, review, anything. Tell a friend about us. We don't really pay for advertisement, so you spreading the word about Limp Bizkit. Yeah, I know you know somebody who loves Limp Bizkit. We all do. Because there's at least one of us that you made fun of for years now because he still rocks the Limp Biscuit CD. So go ahead and then send him over our way because we love you. We love him. Damn it. And I'm not being a fake. I'm Paul. I'm Rick. I'm not a counterfeit either. Good night. <laughs>